Sounds like football, baby. <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Fantasy Football Smackdown. It's playoff time. Week 15 is coming up, and I got you set for the wave wire once again here on this Tuesday. Of course, I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. I hope you guys had a successful regular season, but now's the time where the money is made, and it's playoff time, baby. So got to make those, those late pushes. It's not always the best team that wins these championships. It can sometimes just be the team that put in that little extra work because now the room for error is getting smaller and smaller as you are playing the best teams in your league, more than likely, uh, these next three weeks. Now, hopefully, you already have the bye week. You're set. You're not even playing this week. You're living on easy street, getting that last-minute holiday shopping done, and looking forward to week 16, uh, as you might already be in the semifinals. But, of course, there are some of us that are still playing in this opening round of the playoffs. But I think regardless, there's a few quick tips that everyone could use a reminder of as we are heading into the postseason for fantasy football. Number one, I'm going to run through these. The first thing you guys should remember is you can never have enough depth. So if you're taking a look at your roster, is that don't get lazy. Continue to add players that could give you value later on. Yes, in the moment, and this is something we should follow the entire season, to be honest. Every league that I kind of sit there, I'm like, I don't really need to go heavy on the wire this week. I don't really need to, you know, I, I kind of just let my roster ride is that that's all, those are always the teams that a week or two later, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh man, I could really use an extra starter this week, and I just don't have them. So even though we're sitting at a three-week window now, don't get lazy. Continue to look to increase your depth uh, across your bench so that even though you may not start these guys, um, if you do, break glass, right? That's what you need. I um, mean, those in case emergency type guys. The second thing you should really look to do is take a look at your competition. There's absolutely nothing wrong with playing a little bit of defense this time of year. It's really hard to do in season. Yes, you can kind of do it towards the end of the regular season. I mentioned it last week, right? If you got a must win scenario or there's another situation that you want to maybe potentially have some influence over, you know, play defense. That's exactly what you should be doing. Now, I know some leagues out there and you can debate whether it's right to do or not if you're out of the playoffs and doing this. So this isn't necessarily a talk for those types of teams and those types of situations. I'm talking about teams that are in the playoffs still, whether you're playing this week or not, you may have a bye week already. Take a look at your competition. You're now looking at just five other teams heading into the playoffs that you're going up against. And again, that every little bit matters. So there's nothing wrong with taking a look at those teams, seeing where their weak spots are, and maybe trying to protect yourself a little bit on the wire by adding teams, adding players that could be helpful to those teams. I did that last week in a matchup in which I was playing somebody that had Lamar Jackson. He had no fab money left. I just made sure, he had, and I didn't even get him, but I went in and threw a dollar on Tyler Huntley, right? It didn't matter to me. I wasn't, I probably wasn't going to get him, but I was for sure making the 100%. <laughs> uh, I was making 100% sure that he wasn't going to get him as Lamar owner and he'd have to pivot somewhere else. Um, and of course, somebody else bid more than a dollar and it didn't matter, but I was just making sure. So you can never be too safe. And again, you're only looking at five teams now that you're going up against. So it shouldn't be hard to play defense and take a look at that. The last thing that I think the waiver wire in this time of year should definitely be used for is to make sure that you're covered with your handcuffs. Now, I mentioned as my first point is that depth is important. So you want to continue to have players that you think could have value that you may be able to start. But if there's those guys that are super fringy and it's kind of like, hey, I'm just taking an absolute flyer on this guy to be on the back of my bench, those players aren't needed anymore, right? You're pretty well set. 
Uh, so you need to be making sure that you're overly protected at the handcuff positions. Primarily running back is the biggest one. Super flex leagues, maybe quarterback um, if you're sitting there, but we've already pretty much seen the examples of that. Tyler Huntley was pretty much the, the number one example for handcuffing super flex quarterbacks. So there's not all, always a direct um, benefactor when a quarterback goes down that you can add that is even worth adding, right? You may even have a third quarterback on your roster that that's going to be your plug and play guy. But Handcuffing those running backs is extremely, extremely, extremely important um, this time of year. So if you have any guys that are just pure flyers that you no longer need in seasonal leagues, you need to go ahead and cut bait on those guys and look at the waiver wire to add some running back handcuffs. So with that, I'm going to go through, like I always do, uh, my rankings at each position. But keep all of those things in mind as you're doing this. Um and don't get lazy. Even if you're on a bye week this week, still look at the wire. Make sure there's nothing out there. And what your potential opponents could benefit from having them on their team. You just we have some we've had some major uh we've major players added uh to starting lineups out of off the wire just in the last few weeks. When we look at Knight as an example, Huntley, you know, obviously was uh disappointing this last week, but that was definitely a spot where you want to play defense um against other teams. We've had other examples like that. So don't get lazy on the wire. So let's take a look at this week's waiver wire rankings. Top three, regardless of position, of course, as always, DJ Chark saw quite a bump in ownership last week. 40% only hit pay dirt this week. This Lions offense has been clicking. I know the rookie Jameson Williams caught a touchdown on Sunday, but he was still playing extremely limited snaps. Expect that continue over the last, the, at least the next couple of weeks. And that's all we really care about. So DJ Chark at 40% out is definitely a guy that should be rostered. Uh, and again, play defense for him. Elijah Moore, 27% on, has a great matchup against the Lions this week. And Khalil Herbert, 37% on, still waiting on a little bit of news from him because the Bears run by this last week. But for the playoff run here, the he could be activated. When he initially was injured, they talked about the fact that they weren't, you know, it's going to be a couple weeks. And they put him on IR, which is a little bit of a surprise. But if he comes back at any point in the playoffs, he was outperformed David Montgomery, to be honest. The touches were pretty split even with those two backs. So do I expect the bears to continue to rely on David Montgomery and give him the, the majority of the workload, even with Herbert back? Yes, I do. But I still think Herbert's going to have uh flex potential um, in leagues in deeper leagues. And again, somebody that I just don't want my opponents having down the stretch QB streamers this week. Uh, there's a few options. We've had a few new options like Brock Purdy. You're talking Desmond Ritter is going to be the starter for the Atlanta Falcons this week with Marcus Mariota down. So there's a couple names that aren't on this list. Maybe Tyler Huntley as well, if he's going to be healthy enough. But the QB streamers this week, Mike White versus Detroit, 20% owned. Ryan Tannehill came off a pretty decent day last uh, this last week against Jacksonville. He gets a good matchup against the Chargers, 33% owned. Andy Dalton coming off the bye has already been announced as a starter for the Saints going up against the Falcons at home. He's 7% owned. And then Mac Jones versus the, the, uh, versus the Las Vegas Raiders, 18% owned. A couple quick disclaimers too. Forgot to mention this just a minute ago here off the top, but I am recording this logistics prior to the Monday night football game. So anything New England, Arizona, adjust accordingly there. Um, and you guys don't need me to tell you that, obviously. The other thing uh, before we dump into the running back list uh, that you guys should be aware of as you're setting your waiver wire this week is pay attention to the schedule. We have the usual Thursday night game. That's not new. But there are three games on Saturday. So you might not have you might have to add players if you're looking at hey i need an alternative for this injured guy or this might, guy may not go i want to kind of go up to game time decision with him in my lineup you know you need to be paying attention to the schedule because you don't want to add a guy that's playing saturday 
as an injury alternative, right? You want to be looking at guys that are playing on Sunday. That seems pretty basic, but as we get closer to the end of the season, the schedule starts shifting up a bit. And of course, this is the biggest time of year for fantasy football, but there's a lot of other things in life going on right now <laughs> towards the end of December, right? So uh, don't want to get caught off guard by the fact that there will be four games this week prior to Sunday, the Thursday game, and then the three games on Saturday. All right, here's your running back list. A lot of handcuffs on this list. So I'll buzz through these guys pretty quick. But Khalil Herbert, I already mentioned him. If he works his way back at any point in this in this postseason run, in the fantasy postseason, I do not want that guy on somebody else's team. He looked really good for the Bears. This offense has been clicking a little bit more. The Bears have home games throughout the month of December coming off their bye. Number two is Travis Homer, 37% owned. This could be purely just a block move for me because, for one, Seattle's playing on Thursday night. And for two, they have a tough matchup against San Francisco. So I don't know that I really want to start any Seattle running back except Kenneth Walker if he gets in some semblance of practice this week, which I doesn't sound likely. But Travis Homer, again, he was the guy. We already heard on Monday that DJ Dallas was a was a projected DNP uh, based off of them not having a actual formal practice, the Seattle Seahawks, on the short week. But Travis Homer saw all the touches in that Seattle backfield, so I expect him to be the starter. Uh, with Kenneth Walker out, but again, this isn't a guy I want to play. I just want to make sure that my opponent, if they're short on running backs, they continue to stay that way. Here's where the handcuffs go come into play here, and at the top of the board is Alexander Madison, 34% owned. None of these guys have a ton of standalone value, but they're definitely guys that would fall into an enormous fantasy opportunity if the starter went down at any point this postseason. And again, just like I mentioned that you only have five opponents to worry about, that's only six total teams that are probably playing the wire. So you don't want to take an off chance that uh, your playoff opponents grab one of these guys. You can't necessarily rely on your other league mates that are out of the playoffs, even if they're playing for something in a consolation bracket to be on top of things like you are. So the handcuffs really behind Herbert and Homer are Alexander Madison at 34% owned, Jordan Mason at 12% owned. He's a little bit more interesting. He saw he saw the work coming off the bench for the 49ers. We all know the Christian McCaffrey history there, but Mason seems to be clear and far away the number two guy now for the 49ers. Jalen Warren, he's been mixed in, obviously, as we've seen over the course of the year at 15% own. Najee Harris continues to be banged up, in my opinion. Like, he's not on the injury report. Um, he he kind of misses practice during the week, and then when he goes out there, he just doesn't look himself. If they ever decided to pull him back just a bit or maybe even shut him down at any point, Jalen Warren, the rookies, looked really good this year at 15% own. Joshua Kelly is another guy that's been surprising here down the stretch. He continues to be the number two running back for the L.A. Chargers. Uh, he's still been getting some touches within games behind Austin Eckler at 4% owned. He would be the guy for the Chargers. And Zamir White, 3% owned. We haven't heard a lot about the Josh Jacobs finger injury that he got uh, examined after the Thursday night football uh, loss for the Raiders. But Zamir White, I think, would be the handcuffed own for Josh Jacobs. They have a tough schedule on the stretch, but I would not forget about those guys. So Herbert and Homer as potential starters the rest of the way. And then pure handcuff speculative ads, Madison, Mason, Warren, Kelly and White. Most of these guys are available in 85% of leagues or more. Wide receivers, just four here to talk about. DJ Chark, I mentioned him already, and he's been a little, he's been hot as of late. This Lions offense has been good. Elijah Moore at number two saw some more opportunities this last week. He has a good matchup this week against that Detroit Lions secondary. Elijah Moore is 27% owned. Keep an eye out on the Corey Davis health. He left the game with a concussion. So you got to assume that there's a, a less than 50 50 shot that Davis suits up on Sunday. Elijah Moore should get good looks from Mike White in that Jets passing offense going up against Detroit. Number three is Kadarius Tony at 35% on. I know I roll my eyes as well. I get it. But with me for 
for, for me, I guess Tony is somebody that, again, I just don't want on my opponent's roster. I'm not picking him up to play him probably at any point, but he did start practicing this last week. So he's trending in that direction where he could be active for the Chiefs over the next three weeks of the fantasy playoffs. And I for sure don't want my opponents adding him and having a guy that you can feel good about having somebody in that Chiefs offense, right? And number four is Van Jefferson, 25% owned. Caught that game-winning touchdown uh, against LA, sorry, against Vegas in uh, in the Thursday night game in week 14. Jefferson now has touchdowns in back-to-back games. And at 25% owned with Baker Mayfield, uh, he's a speculative ad that, again, I'm just trying to maybe just add to my bench as a stash play. I think Van Jefferson's probably that line. If you have anybody below like Van Jefferson on your roster, those are the guys you probably just start cutting and adding handcuffs, even if they're not your own handcuffs, to be honest. Tight end streamers. Uh, Tyler Conklin. I already mentioned the Jets-Detroit game. Here it is again, 26 for known. Bellinger, pay attention to the injury. He plays against Washington. That's the flex game on Sunday nights. You're going to have to know a little bit in uh, to the weekend there, whether you feel comfortable as him as a streamer, 5% known. And Chig, uh, the Titans tight end, I won't even pretend to know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, but I do. this kid is extremely athletic. And unfortunately for Dynasty owners, you probably the window's probably already closed to get a steal on him. But I, if you could still kick a third to a, a Dynasty owner here down the stretch, um, or even in the offseason, they may forget. Um, he's pretty much, I think he is, don't in correct if I'm wrong here, uh, you can hit me up, but he, I believe he's the only Titans tight end under contract for next season. So 14% own. He's a streamer for this upcoming week. Um, he had uh, the two-point conversion last week, had a few good catches, but he's still playing behind Austin Hooper. Um, technically, when you look at as far as snaps and even routes, they're pretty even. Um, but he is a streamer if you need somebody going up against that Chargers defense. DST streamers. Uh, at, and these are these are teams that are all, as of right now, expected to go up against backup quarterbacks more than likely. Cleveland Browns versus Baltimore. I'm going to be in Cleveland, 20% own. If they have, if Huntley is out and Lamar is out, oh man, you got to believe in this Browns defense. Uh, no matter how good of a unit they are, going up against a third string quarterback, got to feel good about starting the Browns this week. Carolina Panthers versus Pittsburgh Steelers in Carolina, seven percent own. The Panthers defense has a little bit has been a little bit better as of late, but if you're going up against Mitch Trubisky potentially, nothing wrong with that. And the Arizona Cardinals going up against the Denver Broncos. That's going to be in Denver, 25% own, coming off a little bit of a shorter week. But if it's Brett Rippon, again, these are matchups that you should be targeting um, or potentially even blocking from your uh, potential playoff opponents. All right, there you have it. Appreciate you guys. Thanks again for checking out the SmackDown. I'll be back next week covering the Week 16 waiver wire. But again, don't forget about those things, right? Pay, don't get lazy on the wire. Pay attention to your opponent. See what they need. Potentially play a little bit of defense. And cut some of the fat off your roster, right? Gra- grab some of those high-value handcuffs for those players that may have been sitting there. Maybe you've had a second quarterback uh, for whatever reason that you know your opponents aren't going to be able to use against you. Start cutting that a bit. Get that roster streamlined, ready to go for the playoff run. And hopefully in a few weeks, we'll be talking about championship money. So until next week, you guys take it easy. We'll see you.